it's coming from I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it, never sell out of it I probably only sell one Good morning, good afternoon It's 12 noon and I'm AWOD You're listening to AWOD Radio Here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan Now at 105.1 FM Happy hump day everybody It is Wednesday, September 13th And we are live and local Here in Richmond, Virginia 12 to 3 p.m. and always available around the country on the Odyssey app. We've got the Richmond Commander coming up today at 1 p.m. We'll take a look at the matchup for this weekend. Washington at Denver Commanders against the Broncos. We will officially turn the page from week one to week two on NFL hits and look at all of the best matchups. There's a Thursday night football game that's decent with the Vikings against the Eagles. We'll catch up with our buddy Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30. Got to hear from Bill about Ali Jennings, who I believe broke his ankle. He's hurt. Jalen Lane hurt. Grant Wells hurt. Is there anybody healthy on the Hokies roster? Frank Maloney will join us at 2 p.m. to talk a little ACC and UVA. And every Wednesday at 2.15, we drive down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hesk, as he's talk- he is calling High school football games for his 30th season, and they will be on 96-1 on Friday night. So we'll catch up with Gary at 2.15. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day, by catching up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet. Definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. Sports app. All right, let's start in Major League Baseball. Every day on the sports app, we track the Washington Nationals, who had defeated the Pirates earlier this week, first game of that four-game series, then lost to the Pirates last night, 5-1. to one. So you get two more games in that series today and tomorrow. Tonight, though, 635 first pitch, and Jackson Rutledge makes his first career start on the mound. The young pitching prospects for the Washington Nationals. Continuing here in baseball, how about the Richmond Flying Squirrels? Three-run homer last night. Blast the Squirrels to a 4-3 win over Erie. Squirrels magic number now two games as they are 71-62 and on the season, and they have been hot as of late. Uh, Squirrels have a potential playoff game that will be at home on September 19th. We've got it circled on our calendars here at Odyssey Richmond, 910 The Fan. If everything goes well, we will announce later this week that me and Michael Phillips will be live from the Diamond for that playoff game. Let's move over to the NFL here on the Sports App. So I have to start with this sad story in the NFL. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver Mike Williams passes away at 36 years old. Mike Williams passed away. He had been hospitalized for a construction site accident. It's a terrible story. He was a fourth-round pick out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2010. He set the single-season team record with 65 receptions and 11 touchdowns to go along with 96 Uh, 964 yards during his career he had spots with the Bills the Chiefs and it's just a terrible story I know I was following it because 
TMZ put it out there a few days ago that he, he had passed away, and then his family said no, he was still fighting for his life, and it's just a terrible story. Hate to see that he passed away at such a young age, 36 years old. We talked about this yesterday. Aaron Rodgers done for the season. 75 seconds into his Jets career. Rodgers down with a completely torn Achilles. Surgery is needed. Now the next question is, at the age of 39, does Aaron Rodgers return or does he call it quits? Well, uh, we've got some news here from CNN. They say 24% of players suffering a similar injury saw it end their careers. Out of a sample size of 80, 61% of players were able to return within 11 months. So basically a full year, but 18 months is more likely for Rodgers, they say, should he return. 15% of those who did return also had the same injury a second time. So it just does not look good for the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. And the next question is, what does New York do at quarterback? Do they stick with Zach Wilson? Do they go out there and try to sign a veteran? Robert Sala told reporters yesterday he just wants Aaron Rodgers to stick around for a weird reason. Take a listen to the head coach of the New York Jets. His presence alone, his voice, his words, um, shoot, his stories and conspiracy theories, all that good stuff, all of it is good. You know, he's uh, he's an unbelievable human being. He's got such thoughtful insight and his, um, you know, he's a pleasure to be around. So he, his presence is not only welcome, but wanted. I'm kind of out on the Jets and Salah after that statement. You want Aaron Rodgers around for his conspiracy theories? How the hell is that good for a franchise in the middle of an NFL season? You want guys Googling if 9-11 is real? That was a stupid comment by Salah. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers is going to help the Jets if he's hurt. It's not like he really cared to help Zach Wilson in the first place. Shannon Sharp wants the Jets to call Tom Brady. There are a ton of names out there. Obviously, I think the... Biggest name is Joe Flacco. Why? Because he spent three seasons with the Jets. But his mobility is a serious question mark, and that offensive line has a ton of holes. Next up, EB's favorite man on the planet, Carson Wentz. He's available. That's about everything I'll say about Carson Wentz. He's available. I don't know if he'll have success. I I don't like him as my starting quarterback. He's available. Uh, Matthew Stafford, reportedly the Rams were looking to deal Stafford before the season. Yeah, but they just won week one. No chance that happens. Colt McCoy, you know what? That's an interesting one because I like Colt McCoy. I, I, I would have, I would rather have Colt McCoy than Carson Wentz. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, we've heard that they've reached out to the commanders. I mean, Sam Howell took a blow to the head. Commanders aren't going to trade their backup. Matt Ryan, who's currently a CBS analyst, um, that's one of the guys that's an interesting one that is recent to the broadcast booth. I think you could get him out, but I don't think he's going to win many games. Obviously, Tom Brady's the funny answer everyone's throwing out there just because why the hell not? I mean, the Jets have a great defense. They've got enough weapons um, on the outside and at running back with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. I think Tom Brady would have a lot of success. The answer is Zach Wilson. The answer is Zach Wilson. He may not be great, but the answer is Zach Wilson because somebody in that building stood up for him a year ago. They drafted Zach Wilson to the New York Jets to be the starting quarterback for the future. They didn't draft him knowing Aaron Rodgers would come next year and that he would be upset with the Packers. No way. They had no idea. They drafted Zach Wilson because somebody in that building believed in him. 
They had no idea that he would sleep with his mom's best friend and a viral meme would go crazy and it'd be a major distraction. They drafted Zach Wilson because they believed in him. And I don't know how you wouldn't be inspired by that fourth quarter comeback against Buffalo. It wasn't like he did a lot of good, but there were a few good plays. He got them into the end zone, something a lot of quarterbacks around the league did not do week one, including Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. So we'll break that down later on the show today on NFL Hits. We've got a lot of special guests on the show today. Chris Russell, the rooster, will hop on and talk commanders at 1230. Frank Maloney on the ACC and UVA at 2 p.m. When I return, got a very special guest. You'll hear him Monday through Friday from 10 to noon, Michael Phillips. And we've got some uh, skits and bits to talk about with the NFL. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on a hump day in Richmond, Virginia. It's Wednesday, September 13th. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, available around the country on the Odyssey app, downloaded today for free, and just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. It gives you the ability to pause the show, run some errands, rewind, and then pick up right where you left off. And we've got a new show here at Odyssey, Richmond, 910 The Fan, MP on the mic, is Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. And uh, I love having another local host here, and it gives me the ability to do some crosstalk. What's going on, Michael? Crosstalk, let's do it. We bridged the gap so nicely, too. The Junkies were great this morning. They had Mike Rizzo on, good show. You always put on a great show. Thank you. You, Every time you come up with a new idea, it's like, dang, I should think of some good ideas. (laughs) Then I sit there for five minutes, I'm like, I don't have any good ideas. I'm going to play video games. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love it. Well, you brought up something funny uh, on your show when you were saying how when you used to fill in for Wes, it was the middle of the summer. Well, now that you're on the air, it's football season, which means we can talk some ball. Let's go. Let's talk some ball. So first, let's start with the Washington Commanders. Uh, What do you make of this matchup against the Denver Broncos? I'm talking myself into it. I really like it. Denver's pass rush did not get home last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I mean, what's, what's the one thing you want for this offense? You want a little more time for Sam Howell. You want Sam Howell to pull his head out of his butt and throw it away from time to time. That's your number one wish. If you can't get that, what's the next best thing? A little bit of time for Sam Howell. Uh, I think they're going to have that luxury this weekend. Defensively, I just I, I love this defense. I do. I, I think that I think it was really really good last week. I don't think they're going anywhere. So you like it because of the offense for the Commanders being able to score against the Broncos. I like it because with Denver, I didn't see much change in their offense. We were all talking all offseason about Sean Payton's going to make a big difference. He's yeah. a quarterback whisperer. Well, Russell threw for. Five yards per pass. Five yards. He's checked down Charlie now. I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on the Denver Broncos this week. You got two home games to start the year, the Raiders and the Commanders. You have to come out of that with a win. If you don't come out of that with a win, I mean, look, these are these are two guys, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. Controversy follows them around. Like you know, Mike Florio headlines follow these guys mm-hmm. around. Sometimes that's their fault. Sometimes that's not their fault. But if they go 0-2 with two winnable home games out of the gate where they're favored – I, it's not going to go well. This thing could disintegrate pretty quickly. All right, so we're going to do a bit here for the NFL season. Let me hear that NFL music, Christopher. Uh, we both work in media. We both hope that neither of us ever get canceled anytime. <laughs> but we are going to cancel one NFL team every single week on AWOD Radio uh, for throughout the 18 weeks of the NFL season. Here's the bit. Here's how it works. You can play along if you're listening. If you cancel a team, that simply means... 
You believe they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. Not making it into the postseason, not winning a playoff game or representing the AFC. You think they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. Each week on Wednesday, we will look back at the weekend of NFL football, and each, each of us will cancel a team based off of the performance that we saw. Each week, one franchise will be canceled. Turn in your pads and your helmets. You're done for this season. And like I said, a canceled franchise means either Michael or myself believe they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. And when we cancel a team, you will hear this sound. You're fired. <laughs> I've heard that before. Right? I've yeah. heard that somewhere. It's a good thing. He ended up being president. How did that happen? Right? Maybe, maybe you'll end up being president. <laughs> I know, right? All right, so... Michael, I will let you get started uh, by canceling a team. But first, let's look back at some of the most disappointing performances. And the first one that I point to is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I mean, we had a caller that called in, predicted them to win, pull off the upset. A lot of people said, oh, Brock Purdy won't be fully healthy. 30-7, to your final score. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And the Niners are good, too, but... Yeah, that's embarrassing at home when you're you're hyping yourself up all offseason. Yeah, another performance that I was shocked by was the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Are you worried about the Hawks now? I love Sean McVay. I don't know. I'm just I get, give me some Sean McVay Kool-Aid like yeah. I, I, enough so that I'm excusing the loss. They just <laughs> lost to a wily crafty Sean McVay. <laughs> what, can, what can you do you about it? Boys? It came down to the coaching matchup. <laughs> I yeah, I just love me some Sean McVay. Dude, dude's got like he's MacGyver. He's got like three paper clips and a roll of duct tape and he went up there and beat the Seattle Seahawks with it. Yep. And then the Buffalo Bills uh Aaron Rodgers goes out after 75 seconds. Everyone's thinking Bills are going to win this game. I was sitting with a friend who put 50 bucks money line on the Bills because he said, no, Rodgers, you got to take the bet. It's like the people in the bar in, uh, oh, in yeah. Green Bay. You that know was- what? I pulled that audio. We didn't get to it yesterday. Yeah. So in case you're listening, in Wisconsin, they had a bar that said, as long as Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose, all of your drinks are paid for. Everyone spent a ton of money, racked up a crazy bill, and then the Bills lost to the Jets in overtime, and they all had to pay. I, I would have I would have gone top shelf all night. <laughs> I would have I would drink the nicest tequilas there. Absolutely, I, I, I would have owed so much money at the end of that night. Would have been so salty. The live shot on TV is so funny because the people in the background are all realizing it. They went to the live shot as soon as the uh, touchdown happened yes. on the ca- punt return, and these people are like. Looking down at their drinks, they're oh. like, I don't even want to finish this $18 <laughs> cocktail. Why did I order it? <laughs> oh, man. All right, phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. Who would be the one team that you would cancel after week one of the NFL season? So we've gone through a few of the games, Michael. I'm not canceling them, but you got to put the Vikings on that board. No, you're ba- right. Baker Mayfield punks you on, yeah. on, on your home turf week one. You're, you're yapping about Super Bowls? Yep. That's not good. No. No, it's not. So remember, once you cancel this team, you believe they cannot win the Super Bowl. That's no correct. matter what. All right, Michael, take it away. I, You know what? I, I'm a huge believer you don't overreact to week one, no matter how good it gets, no matter how bad it gets. But I'm also a huge believer, Adam, that the New York Giants are fraudulent. Oh, my goodness. Fraudulent. Oh, my goodness. Fraudulent. I'm canceling the New York Giants. 40 to nothing at home. Giants. You're fired. You're fired. The, wow. The New York Giants are canceled. So we'll you don't have, think the Giants can turn it around? They might win nine games. They might sneak into the wild card. They're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Not with Daniel Jones. Not with that roster. I Look, I'll cancel the Cardinals. We'll get to that. We got 
We got time. You're on notice. You're not fired, but you're on notice, Arizona Cardinals. Russell Wilson, you're on notice. A lot of teams on notice right now. But but what I saw, that's they could they could make the playoffs. But they're not winning the Super Bowl. Not with that roster. I like that pick. Michael Let's go. Phillips cancels the New York Giants. All right, I'm on the spot here. And if you've been listening to the show, you know I am not a fan of rookie quarterbacks in the National Football League. Ooh. I'm not a fan of rookies. I did not believe in C.J. Stroud. I knew not to pick Will Levis. <laughs> I mean, just I just knew. And then Anthony Richardson, he's an athletic freak. I don't know that he's going to have that long of a career in the NFL. But the guy I know I can cancel after week one with two interceptions, two sacks, a fumble, and just 10 points on offense looked terrible. Looked like a child. I am canceling the Carolina Panthers. You're fired. Canceling the Panthers. I know Zach's going to hate me for this pick. That's his squad. But Bryce Young showed me nothing coming into this season. I knew that the Panthers were going to be terrible. They traded everyone over the last few years. They don't have any of the stars that they used to have. They have a bunch of no names on offense. Hayden Hurst led them in receptions. I didn't know he was still in the league. That's a sneaky Dan Snyder situation brewing there. That that new owner, that Tepper. Yeah. He's a billionaire who is like firing somebody every 12 minutes. Like, we're gonna need a Tepper clip instead of a Trump clip here after a while. <laughs> that, he is giving me mega Dan Snyder vibes down there. Whining whining about his, his stadium already, even though he's got a nice downtown stadium. Um I'm, I'm I love the cancel there. Great pick. I might be out on the whole organization, top, to, <laughs> top down right now. Yeah, no, I've been to a Panthers game before. I've been to that stadium. I'd rather go back and watch soccer there because yeah. their NFL team does not win. Lovely place, nice little downtown. Yeah. Get yeah. some get some drinks before and after the game. I like I like the setup. Yep. I don't like watching that football team though. Carolina Panthers. Let me hear it one more time. You're fired. Yep. You're done. Every single week, we're going to cancel a team. If a team that we have not canceled advances to the playoffs and wins the Super Bowl, that's how we know who wins this year between me and Michael Phillips. Do, can we continue this into the playoffs if we need to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. okay, good Until deal. we get down to, like, two teams, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, and it's 49ers you'll, against Chiefs. You'll have to cancel one of the Super Bowl teams. Right, so yeah. What if you've already canceled a team in the Super Bowl going into the Super Bowl? Well, then you just lose. You're just a loser. <laughs> you might as well cancel yourself at that point. <laughs> I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Thanks to Michael Phillips for stopping by for a little crosstalk. You can hear him tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. It's Chris Russell, the rooster, from the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., coming up next. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Odyssey Richmond, very proud to be the home for the Washington Commanders here in town. Every game can be heard on 910 The Fan, unless there's a Squirrels game and there's a playoff push. So this weekend, the Commanders game will air once again on WRVA, 1140 AM, 96.1 FM, and always available around the country on the Odyssey app. I was listening to the Commander's Game on the app uh, from my apartment. I wanted to hear the radio play-by-play, see what it was like, and then I joined the gut check on the post-game show, which was a ton of fun. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. Give me your thoughts on the Commander's win, 833-804-0910. It was not pretty. It was it was ugly, in fact. But the Commanders moved to 1-0 on the season. 
with a win over the Arizona Cardinals in Week 2. Now, they hit the road, traveling across the country to Denver to face off against the Broncos, who in fact dropped their season opener to the Las Vegas Raiders. Denver is hoping they could start the new era with Sean Sean Payton at the helm and win some games this season and revamp the offense with Russell Wilson. But it just did not work in Week 1. Credit the Vegas Raiders' defense, but Russell Wilson threw for less than 200 yards, five yards per pass as an average, and he just looked like a shell of himself. He doesn't run the ball like he used to, and you heard from Michael Phillips, he didn't believe that that Denver defense was that great at getting to the quarterback. So maybe you're going to have time in the pocket for Sam Howell for some of these deeper passes to develop. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Here's what I'll say about Sam Howell, is that he turned things around anytime there was a mistake, and it was a rocky start. But he was able to get the victory with the fourth quarter comeback, and he told reporters earlier today that the strip sack quote is definitely on me. He says, I just tried too much. And I kind of felt like he did a lot of that throughout the entire game, this was basically his first start. I don't really count that Cowboys game. There was nothing to lose. No, neither team had anything to play for. Yeah, the Cowboys had a slight chance um, to overtake the Eagles. That wasn't going to happen. And, and so I kind of look at week one as his first career NFL start in which he was facing a first-team defense throughout the entire game. All right, joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's Chris Russell, the rooster from the Team 980. What's up, buddy? What's up, Awad? How are you, pal? I'm doing good, man. So, do you think Sam Howell is going to be able to put it together and become a legit franchise quarterback? Or do you think this entire season we're just going to be talking about the mistakes that he makes? Uh, Legit franchise quarterback is too far for me at this point. Um, Do I think he's got the potential? Yes. Do I think he's going to get better than he was on Sunday? Absolutely. Do I know if it's going to come this Sunday? against a very good Broncos defense in the mile-high air, on the road, uh, in a crazy environment. You know, the last time I saw him in one of these environments, uh, quite honestly, was in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech uh, on a Friday night to start the college year in his final season at North Carolina, and he was running for his life. And, you know, that's what I kind of fear is going to happen this Sunday. Um, I know Denver lost to Las Vegas, but that's, to me, more on offense and other issues as opposed to their defense, per se. Uh, Their defense is pretty damn good, especially on the back end. And they're going to get after it a lot better, uh, I I think. Well, I I shouldn't say a lot better because I thought Arizona did a pretty good job. But they're going to get after this offensive line. They're going to get after this quarterback because it's a bad combination right now of the offensive line not being great and the quarterback holding on to the ball too long. Yeah, I mean, everyone saw the positives. The ball whips out of his hand. It's got speed. It's accurate. But the negatives were simply his decision-making. And I thought Eric Bieniemy coached a great game because he turned and changed the game plan completely. And they basically went 18-run to two-pass uh, towards the final stretch of that game. Because I think EB, Coach EB, felt the same thing everyone watching TV felt, which was Sam Howell makes one more mistake and the Commanders lose this game. It was simple as that, right. Chris. Well, the, the, you know, you know, Awad, the number nerds aren't going to agree with you and I, and and, and therefore EB. But I, I'm right there with you. I said that right after the game. 
Uh, you know, look, they were like 30 called pass plays to like eight called run plays in the first half, which is way too out of whack, way too out of rhythm when it's not working. You know, I thought the first two drives, including the second drive, which was the touchdown drive, heavily aided, you know, by penalty, were a pretty good mix. And then, uh, you know, I know Antonio Gibson had the fumble, uh, the costly fumble inside the 20 on a run play up the middle. But, you know, Sam obviously had the bad interception or the the bad decision, I guess, because it was tipped. Probably not fair to call bad interception, but bad decision yeah. because he was staring down Zayvon Collins. Uh, then, obviously, the fumble uh, inside the 10-yard line, which leads to the touchdown recovery. Uh, you know, again, he's got to do a better job. Protect- I know pass protection was not great on that play. I know Andrew Wiley got beat. I got it. I understand that. Guess what, guys? Things are going to happen. Your offensive line is not going to win every single snap. Your right tackle, no matter how much money you paid on him, no matter how many Super Bowl rings he has, not going to win every single snap. So, you know, to me, I think Sam has to do a better job and EB has to do a better job of getting rid of that ball quicker uh, and shortening up the routes, especially on the road. To me, like, it's got to be a very, very, very heavy emphasis on the quick game, the screen game, uh, some jet jet motion type stuff, a little flip pass, a little shovel pass, that type of stuff to make it easier on the offensive line, to make it easier on Sam, to make it easier on everybody to communicate and execute. It's Chris Russell with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. The rooster can be heard on the Team 980, always available also on the Odyssey app. Uh, Rooster, I don't have these stats in front of me, but I I did some research on this a few weeks ago. Last year, the Commanders gave up 48 sacks, I believe, from the combo of Howes one game, Heineke and Wentz. And that was top of the league when you take out the teams that had running quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and and Justin Fields. And it didn't get any better week one of this year with six sacks. But taking back a look at the film from week one, how much of those sacks were on the offensive line? How much of it was Sam Howell? you know, kind of failing to pull the trigger, basically. Yeah, I thought, uh, and this is my very inexact, non-scout, non-coach, you know, non-ex-player perspective, that I think you could attribute to me uh, at least two of those sacks to Sam. And maybe you could say, well, like on the on the fumble touchdown, Wiley one, right? Okay, I, I, can't, I can't attribute the pressure to Sam. But I sure as heck can say, you know what, Sam, you got to A, protect the ball better, and B, more importantly, you got to be able to find a way to get to your hot quicker or to get rid of the ball. And even if you take, like, not that you want to, even if you take an intentional grounding, it's better to take an intentional grounding in that spot than it is to try and make a play and hang in there. So, you know, if you want to say, well, three, maybe four, depending on your perspective. Now, I know one was on Logan Thomas. One was on Andrew Wiley. One was, um, you know, a scramble to the right sideline, to the Washington sideline, where he lost a yard. And it's not really a sack, but it is a sack. Right. You know that kind of it's thing. It's a sack. I mean, um, here's the thing, Chris. I watched the Logan Thomas sack. I'm, I'm still putting that on Howell because he had room to step up to the left. Well, and, 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 that's, and that, again, is, is, is similar to what I was trying to mention with the Wiley play. Even though the, 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 the protection gets beat, 
That doesn't mean you automatically have to get sacked, Awad, which yeah. is to your point, right? I, and this was always my point about Robert Griffin III, right? When people would scream about Robert Griffin III uh, and no offensive line, I mean, I've, I've played this rodeo before. Guess what? He would constantly miss stuff. He would constantly try and hang in there, which was admirable at times. But you don't want your quarterback constantly hanging. Now, you don't want him constantly bailing either, and you don't want him running around for his life and taking his eyes down the field and getting his mechanics out of whack, but you've got to have a nice balance. And right now, I I think maybe it's, again, an experience. Maybe it's just a combination of it being the first full game. Don't forget, it was very humid on Sunday. It was you know, a mix of rain, sun. It was very humid, and it got worse as the day went on. Maybe those guys were a little bit out of shape. Maybe they were you know, from not playing a full game, including Sam, and maybe that led to some bad mental decisions. Maybe. I, I don't know if we're going to know that, and, and certainly in the thin air of, my, uh, of, of Denver, I don't know if we're going to get an immediate feel for that, but I hope – as this team gets more oil running through the engine, it's not as bad because here's what I know. Six sacks, and it could have been seven, to a pretty pedestrian Arizona team. They got three really good defenses coming down the pike in Denver, Buffalo, and Philadelphia the next three weeks. Chris, defensively, the commanders, they can stop the run up the middle. Drawn Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat were terrific. The secondary did a good job just not getting deep, uh, beat deep all game. We saw that as an issue at the beginning of last year with the explosive plays. The issue I saw, though, was a continuation of last season where these sweeps, these pitches, these runs to the outside, Washington struggles mm-hmm. to contain mm-hmm. the running back. Yeah, I mean, I was just re-watching one this morning, uh, and that was to uh, Hollywood Brown, um, and, and it was a, a bottled-up kind of miscommunication in the Arizona backfield, and they still turned the corner and got, I think it was 29 or 30 or whatever it was, uh, on the particular play. Uh, again, a reverse sweep, kind of like what you're talking about, Awad. And I, I think we saw it. Granted, the starters didn't play a lot. I thought we saw it on that first drive in the Cleveland preseason game where Cleveland got to the outside and they broke tackles and guys missed tackles. I think we saw it a little bit uh, on Sunday as well. I think we saw it at times last year, certainly, as you just kind of alluded to. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, they're going to give up some stuff uh, when you're trying to cave in, when you're trying to crash down. Uh, sometimes you're going to lose contain. Sometimes you're going to miss a tackle. Sometimes you're going to take a bad angle. All of that is football. All of that happens to just about everybody. But the question for me will become, how many of those can you get away from, uh, uh, away with against good offenses, right? Like, for instance, after the, the sweep by Hollywood Brown, they also hit like a 30-yarder to Rondell Moore on a wheel route. And then they should have thrown a touchdown pass Dobbs to Zach Ertz against Eric Forrest's coverage in the end zone. It was a little bit high, but Ertz didn't come down with it, and he should have come down with it. They should have been burnt for a touchdown, which would have been an extra four points. They got a field goal out of it. Well, an extra four points, guess what? What was the final score? 20 to 16. 20 to 16, right? So, I mean, like, I was proud of them for hanging in there and forcing field goals, but they really should have given up a touchdown there because of their lack of ability to, you know, contain on the outside edges, to your point, and against a really good offense, that's going to come back and haunt them. Now, I don't know if that really good offense is going to happen this week yet with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson just working together, so maybe you get away with it for another week, but it'll be tested against Josh Allen and the Bills and certainly Jalen Hurts and the Eagles.
That's Chris Russell. Follow him on social media, social media at Russellmania621. And check him out on the Odyssey app Monday through Friday from 1 to 4 p.m. Thanks a lot, bud. My God, thank you. Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Breaking news on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, powered by Odyssey, is brought to you by BetQL. I'm Adam Epstein. Breaking news here at 910 The Fan. VCU's basketball games can always be heard here at 910 The Fan. And sad news for VCU basketball, Joe Bamisil has been denied a waiver from the NCAA to be eligible this season he announced he was trying to get a waiver as a multi-time transfer uh, sophomore season at GW, then Oklahoma. Joe Bamisil took to Instagram 15 minutes ago to say this, quote, I am very sad to announce that the NCAA denied my waiver to play basketball this year at VCU. From an outsider perspective, I am another collegiate student athlete moving from school to school. In reality, I transferred home to VCU because my father had open-heart surgery and since then has survived two major life-threatening scares. This past year, the NCAA approved my waiver to participate at the University of Oklahoma because of my previous institution, GW. I struggled with severe anxiety and self-isolation, and I needed a new environment to address my mental health challenges. When I first found out about my father's health while attending OU, I struggled even more because not only was my dad's life in jeopardy, but my mother had to take on the burden of running their business by herself. Despite all the work I put into improving my mental health from the previous year, I regressed back to self-isolating. I stopped attending much-needed counseling and started spending tons of time locked in my apartment. In the winter of 2022-2023 academic year for the holiday break, I had a chance to visit home and saw how severely my father's health had regressed causing me a much elevated level of severe distress. This is the words of Joe Bamisil, the transfer for basketball to VCU. He went on to say, shortly after January, I was given the opportunity to go home for a week supporting my family, which made me miss a few practices and a game. After returning back to Oklahoma, being far from home only to play basketball while something of huge magnitude and trauma to me happened every day. I decided to switch all my classes to online and started attending counseling again to help me navigate the situation more healthily. As soon as the season ended, I left Oklahoma to support my father's health and also to help my mother with her company, which takes care of individuals with autism ranging from children to adults. Joe Bamisil would go on to say, after Coach Odom got the job, the new VCU basketball coach, he goes on to say, would we would get a phone call and I communicated with him that I am attending VCU because geographically it is the closest college to my home. One of the only schools in the country that had a degree plan that will allow me to graduate in 2024 and the team has a mental health specialist with whom I now meet frequently. Gratefully, Coach Odom gave me a scholarship and with everything going on, it made the most sense to continue my academic and athletic career at VCU. Despite basketball not being the reason I transferred to continue to play and the structure, connectivity to my support system, and future earnings, potential provide the best outlets for me as I work through the situation. That being said, we will appeal the egregious and disappointing 
NCAA decision. That's breaking news here on Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Frank Maloney will join us, talk some ACC and UVA at 2 p.m., catch up with Bill Roth on the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30, and the Richmond Commander every day on AWOD Radio at 1 p.m. Take your phone calls, 833-804-0910. But right now, I just I want to react to the NCAA's decision to deny Joe Bamisil's waiver to play this season at VCU. And, and Christopher, this is a story here that you just feel so terrible for this kid, right? I mean, I just went through his entire five-page Instagram message, and I, I almost want to cry, honestly. I mean, I feel so terrible for this kid. I really wanted him to play basketball at VCU this season, and I don't understand the NCAA's decision. They've tried to crack down like these kids are trying to pull a fast one on them, when in fact he transferred home to be close to his family and to be close to his father, who's going through something that we can't even imagine right now. And it's a terrible decision by the NCAA. And you know what? It's just typical of the NCAA. It's typical of the NCAA because you know what the NCAA cares about? Not the student-athletes. They don't give an F about the student-athletes. They never have. They never will. You know what they care about? The dollar sign. Money, 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 dollar, dollar, dollar. That's why you got these conferences realigning every five months. You got 20 teams that are going to be in the SEC and the Big Ten, and it's stupid. And they're ruining college sports. And now I'm pissed off about this situation here because VCU went through one of the hardest things you can go through in college basketball, which is winning a championship and then having a coaching change. We could have been a top 10 team in the NCAA this season if Mike Rhodes wanted to stay at VCU and that star lineup of that starting five wanted to stay for another year with Ace Baldwin, Jaden Nunn, uh, uh, Jalen Doge. I, I hope all of them have success and can come back to VCU in the future and celebrate this 2023 championship of the A-10. It was a magical season. But VCU had to replace the entire roster. That's nearly impossible to do. Luckily, because of the transfer portal, they were able to grab a few guys that were local, and so you were supposed to have four Richmond guys on the roster this season. And I was so excited for that. And Joe Bamis was a guy who is from Richmond, and I just, I hate, what I hate about this decision is exactly what Joe Bamisil said in his Instagram account. You can follow him, Joe Bamisil. All right, on IG, he said, I am very sad to announce that the NCAA denied my waiver to play basketball this year at VCU. It's this quote that makes a ton of sense. From an outsider perspective, I am another collegiate student athlete moving from school to school. In reality, I transferred home to VCU because my father had open heart surgery. Think about that for a second. From an outsider's perspective, he's just another collegiate student athlete moving from school to school. That's how the NCAA viewed this. That's exactly how the NCAA viewed this. They did not care about Joe. They didn't do any research into his situation. You'd think that they'd want to help somebody who's openly saying that they're dealing with mental health. And they don't care. Just because he's a multi-time transfer who played at Oklahoma and GW, it is a stupid decision by the NCAA. I really hope that they can consider this here. 
And just understand that, that Joe Bamisil is a person. And he's not somebody who's just going to get you TV ratings because VCU basketball is fun to watch every year. He's an actual, he's a human being who's dealing with drama, who's dealing with trauma in his family right now, and he wanted to come home, right? And that's the, that's the only thing that the NCAA should allow with two-time transfers, is for you to come home, especially if you're dealing with mental health and you want to be closer to your loved ones, and you've already seeked help and are now speaking with a counselor. They don't care about Joe Damasil. The NCAA doesn't count, care about him as an individual, they look at him as a number on a roster that will get them millions of views on TV. VCU is going to play 20 nationally televised games this season. We might not be able to see Joe Bamisil because the NCAA is reckless with their decision. I'm so pissed about this. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. The Fan is proud to be your home for B- VCU basketball every season. I'm alongside Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby doing pregame and halftime. We do a full VCU basketball segment every Thursday on 910 The Fan at 2 p.m. And we'll continue to monitor this situation as senior guard Joe Bamisil announced this afternoon via Instagram that the NCAA denied his waiver to play as a three-time transfer and suit up for VCU this season. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD on the fan.